Morning and welcome back to another episode of the Locked On Hawkeyes podcast. It is Tuesday morning, and I am your host Andrew Wade, and we are back for another episode of the Locked On Hawkeyes podcast, your daily podcast covering your Iowa Hawkeyes on the Locked On Sports Network. And today's episode is brought to you by RockAuto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. And on today's show, we are going to be covering the big news: Chris Doyle is out as the strength and conditioning coach at the University of Iowa. Definitely something we saw coming. Um, The $1.1 million buyout, we did not see coming. So we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about what, who could potentially replace Chris Doyle at the University of Iowa, um, the impacts on recruiting that this is having, and Gary Barta's um, press conference and, you know, the emotion he displayed and kind of what that means as well. If you have liked our episodes that we've been producing, please make sure to go follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and also give us that five-star review wherever you downloaded this podcast at, and subscribe wherever you downloaded this podcast at, so you can get all future episodes delivered directly to your mobile device. We have three episodes coming out every single week. We produced an episode yesterday, an episode today, and we have an episode coming out later this week, most likely Friday, barring any big breaking news that happens in between now and Friday morning. So, that being said, let's hop into the show um, first, though, I want to make sure I've mentioned the fact that voluntary workouts have began for the basketball teams. Um, Iowa is back. Luca Garza is back with the team. That does not mean he is definitely playing for the Hawks next season. It just means he's getting a workout in while waiting to understand what the NBA future holds um, since the draft has been pushed back to the end of summer, um, early part of fall. But um, we'll cover that more as information comes out for that. The big news, though, Chris Doyle is out and the Iowa Hawkeyes and Chris Doyle reached a $1.1 million settlement agreement. Um, this provides Chris Doyle 15 months worth of his salary and health insurance. And a lot of people are pretty upset about this. And I don't blame them. Um, here's here's why, in my opinion. First, the dude gets accused of discriminatory behavior. He gets accused of racial, racial comments, uh, inappropriate racial comments. Um, in general, he's accused as being a huge dick to everyone, um, and yet he's getting paid a mil- $1.1 million to not work for the next 15 months. Um, he, I, I think he definitely has, there's definitely reasons he could have been fired for cause and you know terminated his contract um, outright. However, 
I think why the Hawks did decide to settle is simply to move on from the situation. So instead of letting this battle out in a courtroom, um, letting this battle out over the next month, couple months, couple years, um, waiting for the report to come back, and, and barring whatever the report said, you know, it, there still was a pretty good chance that it sounded like Chris Boyle was going to fight this. He was not going to go down without a fight. You know, settling um, allows both of them to just part ways and get on with their lives. And I know that can be frustrating to some, but I do think it was the easiest way for Iowa to move on as quickly as possible from this situation that has turned so ugly over the last couple of weeks. Now, instead of you know worrying about what, what Chris Doyle is going to do or whether or not he's going to come at the school and sue the school and potentially tie them up in legal fees, um, they can just move on. He cannot, you know, go at the school anymore, and they can begin their search for a new strength and conditioning coach. Um, I'll be interested to see. You know, we haven't seen a ton of um, response from the players, especially the players that have been, you know, upset about what what Chris Doyle did and how he behaved. So I'll be interested to see what that response is. Um, I I, w- I think that you know most Iowa fans have been a little bit frustrated by the fact that he did get that that buyout. Um, if you were on the side of not supporting Chris Doyle and, and expecting him to be fired, as as I was. Um, there was a kind of quick story. There was a senator who thought it was appropriate to call out the fact that Chris Doyle got a $1.1 million settlement and said, this is not fair for the taxpayers' monies to be paying for this. Um, she got obliterated on Twitter because she needs to understand her facts and the fact that Iowa's athletic program has been self-sustaining, meaning it does not require taxpayer money for the last 12 to 13 years. Um, She then mentioned the fact that, well, you still have all these pricey stadiums, which um, with just a little bit of research, you can identify that that is not the case. Um, Iowa, maybe maybe back in 1929, but uh, as of right now, their most recent renovations were all paid for in-house. Um, covered by seat purchases and whatnot, it was not was not paid for with a single dime of taxpayer money. So um, interesting that a uh, senator tried to get in on the mix. I think her message got incredibly lost. I think if she was upset that Chris Doyle got a buyout in general, that's understandable. I'm upset about it too. I think to get $1.1 million to leave um, and not coach and not work because you did something inappropriate, um, what a freaking deal. If I did something inappropriate at work, I'm gone. I don't get money at all. I'm just gone. So I uh, definitely got, you know, definitely got a, a decent deal there for Chris Doyle. But uh, again, I think the whole goal was to get him out as quick as possible so Iowa could move on. And they need to move on quick. Um, I talked about Gary Barta had a press conference yesterday. Um, we also have seen some issues within the recruiting world. For example, Kalen Goley, um, a guy out of Key Largo, has decommitted. He never really signed. I don't think he actually ever signed a letter of intent with Iowa, but he is officially decommitted. Um, that was supposed to be a developing pipeline for Iowa. They all, they already got teammate Quavon Matthews there. Um, I know we thought there wasn't going to be a big impact at 2020 class, but it sounds like you know Kalen has decommitted, so that is that is an impact nonetheless. Um, like I said, we still have teammate Quavon Matthews there, uh, or Kayvon Matthews, excuse me. I think this is something to keep watching. Uh, Scott Dotterman, or I believe it was Scott Dotterman and Chad Lestico, uh, put out a really great article about the impacts this is having to recruiting. And he mentioned a few you know, top recruits that have 
moved on from Iowa because of these allegations. I think it's going to be the first question that comes up anytime Iowa tries to recruit a player. Um, it's going to be something they have to deal with for not just this year, but the next couple of years. And I, I think Iowa's trying to do what they can to um, move on and build a better direction for the program going forward. But there's always going to be those lingering questions in the back of, of players' minds, especially the young um, you know, black athletes. Do you want to go to a program that has been accused of these racial allegations? Um, we're also seeing this kind of have a spiral effect on other com- or other colleges. For example, Mike Gundy, longtime coach at Oklahoma State, was wearing a shirt of a network that is very far right-wing supporting. Um, and that can be very frustrating if you are a player of color as well. Um, that is typically not going to be as supportive of their um, of, of them as you would like to see. Um, and I think, you know, we're seeing that already play out a little bit on Twitter and in the, in the press, um, with the shirt he was wearing, the, the choice of shirt he was wearing. Um, he apologized and said he needs to make better decisions moving forward. Um, their star running back Chuba Hubbard, um, was not a fan of that as well. So we'll see how that plays out, but we're going to see this, I think, play out across the country, um, as players choose to speak up. I don't think this is a a singly, singularly limited to Iowa situation. However, Iowa is the um, the catalyst and the spark plug for, for making this movement. And for that, I'm so proud of the players who have spoken up. Um, I think it's really incredible and, and courageous of them to do so. Um, I think it's courageous of, of Iowa to continue to try to move forward and try to make the best of the situation and turn a bad situation into um, an improved situation and a situation that makes players feel comfortable when they come into the program. And they're already taking those steps with that leadership council. Um, they've already taken steps with bringing in, um, you know, people of color to be able to help run the, the major programs within the Iowa football program. So excited about the, um, increased improvement within the program, but, um, you know, words are word to words. Let's see some action um, going forward. Coming up on segment number two, though, I want to talk about which, Strength and conditioning coaches um, could potentially replace Chris Doyle at the University of Iowa. Before we do that, though, um, we do have an ad from our sponsor at rockauto.com. Rockauto.com is the best place to go get your car parts. Personally, uh, if you've ever been into a brick-and-mortar store, um, it can be a little bit frustrating. The prices are a little bit higher. You get a person who doesn't really seem to care about what you need or want, and they don't typically have every single part you possibly could need because they have a brick and mortar store. So why go into the store? Why waste your time um, going into a frustrating situation where you might not completely understand the information the guy is asking you? Why not just go to your computer where you have all the time in the world to figure out exactly what you need for your car? RockAuto.com is here. It is perfect for the do-it-yourselfers or the professional mechanics, and everything comes at a low price. And the selection is absolutely fantastic. Whether or not you are fixing up your old beater, your you know old hot rod, or your current car, your Subaru, whatever it may be at home, rockauto.com has the parts for you. And like I said, it is a reliably low price every single time. So check out rockauto.com. Let them know that Locked On sent you in the comment section of why you are here. And again, rockauto.com, amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Check it out today to get your car parts that you need for your car. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. 
Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, we are back for segment number two of the Lockdown Hawkeyes podcast. And as I said before we um, took a quick break, wanted to touch on what people I thought could potentially replace Chris Doyle. And this will be a really interesting search because Iowa has built a reputation as being a program that develops players. They turn players from walk-ons and two-stars into NFL athletes and pro bowlers. And so that is a huge recruiting pitch. Let's not... You know, let's not deny it. Chris Doyle was a huge recruiting pitch because of what he could do for players. Um, He is gone now, and I think rightfully so. But how does Iowa move on and develop a program and continue that mantra, continue that recruiting pitch of being able to get players in and be able to develop them? So here's four guys who I think could potentially be on the replacement radar. And I think it is important to note that all these guys have ties to Iowa. So it'll be interesting to see if Iowa goes completely out of house or tries to stick within the Iowa program. I'm starting with the guy who's currently the interim strength and conditioning coach, Raymond Braithwaite. Braithwaite. I know I said that name wrong. I'm not, again, not great with names, but right now he's the interim director of strength and conditioning. He has been with the Iowa football program for 16 years. So um, been there for quite some time after serving as the head strength and conditioning coach at Delaware state. Again, the, the, the idea of having Raymond here, um, he is a, a person of color. You know, you, you, you already look like you're changing the, the program um, already. But I do think there is some concerns about the fact that this isn't really a new regime. So um, I don't know. I have not heard a single allegation about Raymond come out, um, which is fantastic. And as the interim strength and conditioning coach, you know, he already has that in with the players. He already knows Chris Doyle style as far as the coaching piece, as far as the actual program development piece. So I think that would be the most seamless transition. Um, but does Iowa want to take a different route? Does Iowa want to go somewhere different with this? Um, do they want to start fresh? That's where I think this will be interesting to see. Um, or do they stick with Raymond who has been, you know, waiting in the wings for, for 15, 16 years? Um, personally, to me, he should be the front runner. I think it'd be um, fantastic to keep that continuity from a program development standpoint, but um, I could see the Iowa football program deciding to go a completely different direction and just kind of clean house in the strength and conditioning program. And if they were to do that, a couple guys that would be on the radar, um, two former players, Grant Steen played for Iowa um, in the early 2000s, now an assistant strength and conditioning coach with Seattle after spending time with multiple college football programs. Um, He could be a guy who could come in as well. Mark Wiseman, um, the famous Wiseman for Heisman running back, interned under the Hawks. Um, he played for the Hawks and is now the current head strength and conditioning coach at Southeast Missouri State. Um, just recently got that job. He could be a candidate as well. And then Nick DeMarco, currently the director of strength and conditioning at Elon, spent three seasons as an assistant strength coach at Iowa um, in the you know 2015's uh, time period. Those are the four guys who I think could replace Chris Doyle as a strength and conditioning coach. And like I said, I think Raymond should be the front runner. I do think the other three are guys to be on the lookout for. Um, but 
I could really see this going a completely different direction and opening up a full search. Um, when you have a situation like this, sometimes it is important to, um, for lack of terms, save face and go uh, go somewhere else. Go somewhere that doesn't have a tie. Um, you know, rip the bandaid off and completely develop a new strength and conditioning program. Um, from a continuity standpoint, again, that's not the best approach. But from a move forward standpoint, that could be that could be the best approach. That could be the way Gary Barta decides to go. Um, and I, I'm not sure if it'll be you know Gary Barta and Kirk Ferentz, you know, heavily involved in that situation. Um, whether Kirk will be entirely removed, um, but that'll be a huge one to see. Like I said, with Iowa. The ability to develop players is what sells that program to a lot of young athletes, and they need to be able to develop a football program or a strength and conditioning program program that can develop these you know these athletes from walk-ons and two stars to uh, first-round prospects. Um, they do it year in and year out. Um, that is you know that is something Chris Doyle could do, um, but he did it the wrong way, and so now we need to find someone who can do something similar and, and the right way and get the results that you know Iowa needs to be able to be a a contending program in the NCAA. As information comes out about that, though, we will obviously be discussing that right here on the Locked on Hawkeyes podcast. Coming up on segment number three, I want to touch on the Garibarda, um, you know, interview and press conference and kind of what he mentioned in there. Um, so we're going to be talking about that in just a few short seconds. Before, though, want to make sure I let you know about the best tasting protein bar on the market. That is a Built Bar. A Built Bar is a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. It is packed in protein, low in sugars, low in calories, and delivers an absolute punch in taste. They have a ton of flavors available, all of them covered in chocolate. If you are someone who has nut allergies, do not fret. They have nut-free options as well. They make sure all those are consistently made and not surrounded by um, any nuts. So make sure to check out Built Bar at BuiltBar.com. Right now, you can use the promo code LOCKDOWN for $10 off your first box of Built Bars. And if you check out the store today, they actually have a ton of great deals as they try to do a clear out of some of their um, higher inventory flavors. You can buy up to four boxes to get 50% off all your boxes. So lots of great deals where you can get up to 50% off your product today. I just bought another box a couple days ago. I got salted caramel, vanilla, and peanut butter brownies. Make sure to check out Built Bars right now. Like I said, the best tasting protein bar on the market. It's what I use before my workouts or after my workouts. Like I said, delivers a taste and tons of protein. It's better than anything I've used before, and I highly recommend it. Check out Built Bar at BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKEDON for $10 off your box at BuiltBar.com. We are back for our third and final segment of the Locked on Hawkeyes podcast today. And as I said, I wanted to talk about the Gary Barda um, press conference. And Gary Barda does not have a good history of speaking in public. He just isn't a very good public speaker. And more often than not, he honestly causes Iowa fans to be even more restless because he is unable to um, communicate what he's trying to communicate. He doesn't do a very great job of uh, speaking about what's happening. And he doesn't, I would say he doesn't really do a good job of handling crises. Um, so when people found out he was having a press conference, um, yesterday, obviously there was some concern, the fact that it took him this long to have a press conference. Also just in general, him speaking, not usually the best, but I thought this was one of his best press conferences. Um, I thought, you know, he showed a lot of emotion broke down a few times as he talked about racism and, um, what he has learned 
about what that means to some of his, you know, some of the players, some of the former players, and some of the current people that are helping lead the Iowa football, Iowa football program. So he is um, clearly, it, it's clear that it, this has touched him and it has really hurt him that this has become a thing within the Iowa football program. And I think just the the willingness to show emotion in that um, that that should be something to to uh, you know praise praise Gary Barta for, for being willing to be emotional and for willing you know being willing to be vulnerable in this situation and understand that there is an issue and understand that um, there's something that needs to be fixed. So I think that to me made me feel really good about um, the direction of the Iowa football program and the fact that he is going to be making sure that this goes in the right direction. Um, he did mention that he felt like Kirk Ferentz was the guy to lead the program um, in the right way. Uh, again, I, as we talked about on yesterday's episode, I thought Kirk Ferentz's press conference was kind of crappy. I did not think he said a lot. Um, I didn't think all the all the words he said were great. Um, but Gary Barda feels confident that Kirk Ferentz is the guy to um, make these changes for the Iowa Hawkeye football program, and I support that. He did also say that the investigation into the other allegations for the other coaches um, will take weeks, not months. So we should learn the future of Brian Ferentz and Seth Wallace um, here very shortly. These are two investigations I think will have a profound impact on the Iowa Hawkeyes. Um, both coaches have had allegations brought against them. Um, Seth Wallace, you know, good linebackers coach. Obviously, Iowa does do a great job of producing linebackers. Um, but Brian Ferentz is really the one that's going to be the most interesting. Obviously, with nepotism laws, um, he does not report to Kirk. He reports to Gary Barta. Uh, but Brian Ferentz has been a guy who I think has been groomed to be the future head coach of the Iowa Hawkeyes. And with these allegations, I think that puts a severe damper on that situation. I think there's a chance that you know Brian Ferentz isn't the offensive coordinator coming into the season. And if that is the case, I'm speaking purely from a football standpoint. I understand if the allegations are true, I support whatever the decision is made to either remove him or suspend him or whatever it may be. Um, however, the allegations have not been as severe as the the stuff with Chris Doyle and obviously not as huge of an outpouring against Brian as it was for Chris Doyle. So I don't know if a uh, firing or dismissal will be what happens. However, um, if he is let go, that means Iowa now has a new offensive scheme. Um, Brian Ferentz has a very complex offensive scheme, one that he has built um, from his time at New England with Bill Belichick and Josh McDaniels. Um, it is an offensive scheme that Spencer Petrus has learned. It's an offensive scheme that the Iowa offensive athletes have been practicing for the last couple months despite not having spring practice. If anything, the fact that they know the scheme is a huge strength for Iowa as they have been able to continue to work and develop their skill set within that scheme despite not having practices. So if Brian leaves, um, I don't know who replaces him as the offensive coordinator. Maybe it's Tim Polasek, um, you know, who who was the, the coach at North Dakota. Um, I, I don't know who would replace him at that point, and I don't, I don't think you'd have that continuity. And I think now it, it becomes a huge disadvantage for the Iowa Hawkeyes offense coming into this season, having to learn potentially a new playbook or a new scheme or just even a new coaching style, a new play calling style. Um, Kirk has been pretty hands-off with that offensive scheme. He's allowed Brian to kind of – Take control of his own, you know, take control of his own offense and do his own thing. So, um, this is really an interesting situation to watch from a football standpoint. Um, whether or not 
Brian is let go, that could have a, a profound impact on Iowa's success or lack thereof this upcoming season. So um, it'll be interesting to see. Thankfully, we will find out um, within probably the next three to four weeks what that investigation finds out and what Iowa's decision is is on that. Um, I do think this is an opportunity for you know Gary Barta to really lay the hammer down and be smart about making these decisions and not allowing these things to continue to move on. And his decision will also show what is more important. Uh, I saw someone said you know mention the fact that. Iowa let go of their field hockey coach because, you know, she was abusive. Um, is that the same? And that was a winning foot. That was a winning field hockey program. Does Iowa let go of their offensive coordinator who could have a big impact on this year's team? Um, it comes down to what's right versus what is, what is the easy decision or what is it? What's right versus what is wanted, right? Like, Obviously, you want to have your offensive coordinator back, but if he did something wrong, he needs to be punished or reprimanded. Um, that's a you know in a way that's appropriate with the action. So um, it'll be this will be a really interesting case to see. The Chris Doyle one was pretty easy. You knew he had to go. Um, but what happens with the other assistant coaches? Um, we'll find out in the next couple of weeks. That being said, though, that does it for our show today. Um, that does it for the Lockdown Hawkeyes podcast on this Tuesday morning. We'll be back later on in this week. And if you did like what you heard today, please make sure to go like, review, and subscribe wherever you download this podcast at. And follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And as I have said before, if you do want more Locked On sports content, make sure to check out the Locked On NFL podcast. Um, obviously, with so many Iowa Hawkeyes in the NFL, you're likely going to get some Hawkeye content in there. And if you are just a fan of the NFL, make sure to check out that podcast as well. I'm always delivering great content to your door on the Locked On Sports Network. Again, thank you all for tuning in to today's episode of Locked On Hawkeyes podcast. We'll be back later this week. As always, stay safe out there, be good to people, and let's go Hawks.